and then a few people unsubscribed. <laughs> like, no, who cares? Right. Uh, ultimately, the the goal of the email was a was absolutely a success. Hey, hey, welcome to Smart AF. I'm your host, Tori Mathis. We have got a great show for you today, so let's get started. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Tori Mathis, and I'm here with the amazing founder of Miles Through Time Automotive Museum, Sean Mathis. That's me. How's it going? Good, good. So happy that you're back. I missed Sean for an episode. I was here solo. It's been a while. <laughs> You know what's really funny? I had this client that we sent emails for, um, like did a monthly newsletter for them, and they started to get people unsubscribing from their their email list. And so you know what they did? Fired you. Thank you. So their services. <laughs> they were like, we're not going to email anymore. I didn't really get fired. They were just like, we're not going to email anymore because a couple people unsubscribed. It wasn't even like crazy amounts of people. It was just like a few people unsubscribed. But um, yeah, you know, in email marketing, you know, what you should totally be doing for your business, you cannot um, like hold your email list to be so precious and not want to let it go. Because you know what? Some people will sign up for your email list and they'll no longer need your services or they're just busy and don't want a whole bunch of emails or whatever. Maybe your business is a one-time purchase deal and that was it. But that's okay. That doesn't mean stop emailing everybody else. Like unsubscribes are just part of the game. So there are just some really big email marketing mistakes that I see some businesses make. Um, and yeah, number one is unsubscribes. And in saying that though, that means you need to be using an email service that enables your people to unsubscribe. Because if you're just bulk emailing them, that's illegal, From your right? It is. It is illegal. It's illegal. Plus, you're not you're not giving anybody an option to get out of that. Now you're just straight up spamming them, and they can't do anything about it until your whole account gets closed down. Yeah. In which case, you're going to have much larger problems. Yeah, the Canned Spam Act meant that um, was a law that came out. That means, and, and one of the things is, is it's to get rid of people spamming. Um, kind of like you know, calling your phone all the time. Like there was like a do not call list. Like these things kind of evolve after people start. Um, abusing them and email was one of them and so some of the things that are part of this law is that you have to allow people to unsubscribe you have to have a valid email or address like a physical address on every single email because it shows that you're an actual business Um, there's a couple other things and you you can google can spam act and see kind of what's all involved in there but the best way to do this like you need to use an email service provider which then gives you analytics, which I mean that it's fascinating. Like that's what you want. If you're gonna if you're gonna do this at all, which you should, you're gonna want to be able to see, you know, who's opened your email and and how many. Like just th- there's all kinds of stuff that you can see that's fascinating. Well, there's been some emails, right, that you've sent out that you've been like, holy crap! Like it's an amazing open rate that you would have never like known if you didn't know well, that. And, and just just that open rate, you're like, what's an amazing number? It's still like half. It's it's only half of the the people that that email gets sent to. If I can get half of them to open it, you're like, holy shit, that's a lot of people. It's never more than that. I think the highest I got was when we did the uh, the Guinness record, and that was when people were actually, you know, they needed to to open these emails to be a part of it on all that. And that we still only 
just barely breached 70%. I think it was like 72, 73, something like that. So even that, these people signed their cars up to participate in this event where they knew they were getting important information emailed to them and it still didn't open it. So, I mean, that, that tells you right there that like people are going to, they're going to not open your emails or they're going to unsubscribe. And ultimately you need to realize like that is okay. It, it is absolutely okay if they don't want to open your email. People are busy, you know, and it, it ultimately doesn't matter because some people will open your email and, some and that's will, the win. Yeah, some people will purchase from those emails. I mean, who knows what kind of positive actions are going to happen per email versus a handful of people unsubscribing. For miles of time, I've sent an email out where we were we were needing funds to to help complete some of the exhibits that we were building. And so it was just an email going, hey, you know, this is what's going on with the museum. Uh, we could use some help and, and, and it would go towards completing these exhibits. You know, if you can help, here's a link. It took them to the website where they could then donate money online. I had a couple people email me, where can I send a check? I had a few other people that actually filled out the, the thing online that gave money. That was linked from the uh, email? That was linked. Okay. Uh, and then there was just a lot of people that went to the website so I could see that traffic went way up. And then a few people unsubscribed. <laughs> like, no, who cares? Right. Uh, ultimately, the, the goal of the email was, a, was absolutely a success that without that email, never would have been able to raise any funds. And now you know that it's okay to send emails like that and that people do respond and people do care. But what are you going to do? Oh, my, my precious email list. I can't send an email because somebody might unsubscribe. <laughs> and you'll, you'll see as, 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 you, as you email people, you will wind up getting a, a core group of people that will almost always reply to the email. Emails that aren't needed to have any kind of replies, they'll be like, great, thanks, you know, or, or whatever the case may be. And that's it, which is fine. Um, but even that, like the comparison between the people that do that and the people that actually open it, and then you can see how many people click on things that are in there. Um, and then, I mean, I, I think... I don't know if there's an email I've ever sent that at least one person hasn't unsubscribed. What's annoying Jeez, that I you've got to get over <laughs> is that people will spam you. <laughs> yeah. So you, you've been, your customers, if they, if you've got their email and you're sending them something, they have three options: open it, read it, enjoy it, unsubscribe, or spam your ass. The spam, I mean, unless you really did spam them, drives me absolutely nuts. Uh, because they should be able to unsubscribe and it's done. But the minute they spam you, you know, it's a it's basically it's a hit against you that doesn't look good. Now in the scheme of things, probably isn't gonna matter because it's they're random. But if you really did uh that, that's where if you really did start like just adding a bunch of emails that they did okay. not. Right. Okay, so let's back up here with the spam because there's two things going on there. And the first one is in order to have like an actual email list, people have to opt in, again with the whole legal thing, and allow you to email them. Meaning you can't just go on LinkedIn and go find everybody's email that you think might be a client of yours, stick it in your email list, and start emailing them. Which happens often because I get a shit ton of emails still, and I'm like, how do they have my email? And I look, and it'll be like info at milestotime.com, or it'll be, you know, 
info at lakesharkmedia.com. And it, that, those are the, the email addresses that are on our websites that they've just scraped, scraped off. them. They're like maybe they're potential customers and, okay. and they, we get sent stuff. So, and you'll notice that a lot of the times that you get emails from that, they're from like Gmail accounts because they know it's wrong and they don't want their actual email address to be flagged for spamming people. And uh, yeah, that's, yeah. So you, like you really like, if you're going to get like all these unsubscribes and stuff, if your list is of actual people that opted in, you probably will get less unsubscribes and less of these spams. But they're not going to go away. Like you, you will always always get people that are as long as it's the list is always growing you will always get people to unsubscribe mm -hmm. so some of the ways to grow your list um, would be to ask your current customers or cu um, customers that you have to be added to your client list you are allowed to do that um, you can also have some type of lead magnet on your website that maybe has a special or a booklet or a coupon or you're giving somebody something in exchange for an email address. Some people run contests, contests, which could be good as long as the contest prize is something that only your type of clients would want. Um, I see a lot of customers or a lot of um, like our customers, our business customers um, do like an iPad giveaway on Facebook. Everybody and their mom wants an iPad for free everybody and your, their mom are not your target market. So if you're trying to grow your list with some type of contest, giving something out that is um, just general to everybody might not be the very best thing. What are some of the things that you've done that you think have grown your list the best? Uh, I think the pop-up for Miles Through Time is probably one of the, the greatest things because they've, at that point, they've somehow found out about the museum. They're able to then, you know, get their interest peaked enough that that little pop-up or something that says uh, there's a sidebar uh, sign-up sheet as well that <laughs> sheet a sign-up um, form form that uh, lets them know you know if they put their email in there they'll stay up to date about whatever's going on with the museum and that seems to work pretty well uh, and then I'll wind up doing stuff where only if they get that email uh, will they get certain things like the the last one i i sent out you know leave leave a review and and it, it gave them an opportunity to win a season pass and t-shirt or something and so a bunch of people did that and then and i told them specifically in the email that this was only going to be for the people that read the email meaning nobody on social media or anything was going to know about it uh, and yet in the sense that they weren't going to be qualified for it once the contest was over I did then let people know on social media that that was something that we had done. For email subscribers only? For email subscribers cool. only, which then made it so that, hey, maybe they should be a part of that list as well to get given those same opportunities. I also tell people that uh, email will be the first place. If it's like a major thing with the museum uh, that I, I will share everywhere, I will always try to make it email first so they get a, a priority announcement to it just to make them feel, you know, more a part of the establishment. And I know it, it probably doesn't pertain to every single business, but the museum's a bit unique in that, that I, I really want people to, to take ownership in the entire thing. And being a part of the, the newsletter uh, and being one of the first to know gives them that kind of importance factor that I think they appreciate. Well, you're the type of business that gets a lot of phone calls also. So I notice that you do every once in a while, I hear you on the phone and you tell people like if you want to know what's going on or you want to hear when things, sign up for the email, follow us on social. 
And so you're directing people towards that as well. Right, and I, I do that in person to visitors because, you know, again, it's something that's constantly changing. We do have big car show and uh, various events that, I mean, that's, that's how they're going to know. Plus, not everybody is on social media, but damn near everyone's got an email at this sure. point. I mean, I know 90-year-olds that, 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 I mean, they have an email address. That, you know, maybe they check it once a week, but that's more than the zero percentage they're on social media. Um, and I, I think even if you had, you know, even if you're just a restaurant or you know any other business, like you, you will benefit from contacting your customers via email. And I think you just got to kind of try different things. Like if you didn't try the pop up, you wouldn't have known if it worked. If you didn't try telling people on the phone, you wouldn't know if it worked. So don't be afraid to like try different things. I know for my website, um, for ToriMathis.com, we have lots of like little different guides. You have a couple of uh, magazines on there that you can get for free. And those are the best ones for me. Uh, but whatever your business is, like you just got to try different things and not be afraid of trying. Like one of the easiest things to do, it would be to ask you, Ask a customer, especially if you, because again, knowledge is sometimes, you know, you have too much knowledge, like we just said in business, that it's hard for you to think outside what your customers might you know, ask or not know, right? So with saying that, ask, ask one of your customers, you know, what questions would you have that you want to know that as a business you can totally provide? And then send out the answers email the answers like you know your customers are asking these questions give them the answers you know and and don't do it so frequently that it's you know you're going to force them to unsubscribe because it's annoying yeah, yeah. but do it often enough that they're like they, they want to you know open that email every so often because it is a you know it is something they're curious about and they know if they open it you're going to give them a, an answer. Yes. So you definitely don't want to not email your list because once you do, people are going to be like, who the hell is this? And they're going to unsubscribe, right? So you do want to do it often enough so that they remember who you are. And you don't want to be like, buy my shit, buy my shit. Because if you always do that, like they're going to unsubscribe. I would too. Um, now, you, you, the, but if you give the them goal, information. Right. The goal good. is to make them want to buy from you, mm -hmm. not trick them into buying, you know, not, don't, don't shove it down their throat and say, buy my shit or die. <laughs> right. It, 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 that's not the, the case. It's uh, here's how I can help you. Here's some knowledge that can help you here, here, give, 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 give. Uh, I don't think you ever even ever have to say bye, bye, bye ever. Uh, because just that amount of knowledge that you're giving them, you know, especially if it's, nuggets, right? Just little nuggets of knowledge. And maybe the rest of the information is on your website, right? Or a landing page of some sort that they can then go, oh, great advice. And maybe it's just a portion of what they need, right? And the rest of the solution is what you sell. You don't even have to sell that to them. They're naturally going to progress to going, oh, here's all this information. Like with COVID, right? The air is poison, right? All these little particles flying around, it's going to kill you. Well, if you send them an email and say, hey, there's, you know, things you can do, you know, filters, all that kind of stuff. Here's a bunch of uh, free things you can do. Click them over to a landing page. Here's that list of all these things that are great. But to really top it off, you can get things like these HEPA filter air purifiers or whatever the case may be, right? And they, they click on that and, they, oh, chances are that's something that you offer and can install, right? And it is a natural progression rather than just saying, here's this thing that can clean the air and, and you'll be poison free. 
Like nobody's going to click on that shit because you're you're shoving it down their throat as a, a something that they need to buy, and they don't necessarily want to be told to buy that. They want to choose to buy it. I think that yeah, social media is the same. When people when you give them information rather than just say buy my stuff, people are definitely more responsive. And then people want to open your email because you're giving them in, it, you're you're teaching them or entertaining them. Like you don't have to always be teach, teach, teach. You can be entertaining as well. But if you always have something like that, that you're giving them these benefits for opening your email, they will continue to open their email. And on the same note, depending on what your business is, that email sequence may be the, the journey that the customer needs to take before they'll ever buy from you. You know, maybe your your item is so large or such an investment to or the so customer. So confusing, yeah. That you need to teach them, and they need to to learn or or take the time uh, to to learn more about it. Basically, that you know, it, it may take eight emails over the course of eight months before they're ever ready to buy, especially if it's a high dollar item. You know, I, I know me specifically. If it was a high dollar item and it was something like just. I found them on Facebook, and I'm like, I liked the stuff. It's watches, for example. I'm a major watch guy, right? I will sign up for the newsletter. I'll keep a pace on it. I'll look at the the new watches that are coming out. I'll wait for the, you know, the discount codes that come out, and all these things that I'm not more than likely going to buy it right then and there. Especially because there's so many options. I'd go broke if I bought every single watch I wanted. But eventually, I will probably make the purchase. But it might not be for eight months. But I, I know for a fact, like I like the watch, right? So I'm not going to unsubscribe unless they they email me daily for two weeks in a row. Like I'm going to unsubscribe because it's it's too much. But you know, they tell me how they make them, tell me the new models that come out, tell me the the special. Just because it's St. Patrick's Day, tell me you're giving me ten percent off. I'm not ready to buy it St. Patrick's Day, but it's an excuse for an email. Maybe by Fourth of July, I want that discount code, right? So there's, there's, there's that aspect of it as well. I mean, literally, no matter what your business is, you can think of some sort of sequence of emails that, that you can automate and then randomly place in as, as things become relevant in, in real time in your business. Yeah, that's like that mattress store strategy. You know, if you look at a mattress store, you think like, how boring is it to sell mattresses? But mattress stores always have something going on, you know, like you said, for St. Patrick's Day, you know, something going on, there's a sale, there's something, you know, something special that you can always think of some way of emailing them that, you know, something new, something exciting, something going on. Tell them it's your birthday. (laughs) Open your email. (laughs) I mean, there's, you can literally try every angle of everything and just, and keep trying stuff and, and go back and look at the analytics especially if you use something like what we do on Kartra, and we'll have the link in the, the description uh, below this episode, you can, you can see what's working, what's not working based on that specific email you sent. So if, if, you, if you go back and look, hey, that last email, you, know, you wrote it, you're super proud of it, nobody opened it, it sucked, right? Versus one that you didn't even realize was that good, but it was that appealing to your audience that now at least you know where before you would have thought that was the garbage email, but it wasn't. It was the one that you thought was good. And the only way you can ever know that kind of stuff is by looking at the analytics behind the scenes. And and that's how you're really going to be able to hone in that audience. And again, don't be afraid when they unsubscribe. It's okay. Well, I know you had a few unsubscribes and some spam 
um, complaints quite, quite a while ago. And I asked you if you had like an onboarding sequence, which you didn't have set up. Mm -hmm. So you set that up, you know, a couple emails for every single pe person when they're brand new. Because when so Sean sends out emails, he sends them out from, you know, Sean Mathis at Milestone Time. Well, somebody signed up at Milestone Time and then they didn't realize who Sean Mathis was. Um, they could be like, who's this guy? Unsubscribe or who's this guy? Spam. But if he went, you know, once he set up the emails that tell about the museum and say who Sean Mathis is and this is my story, then they have a connection to you and they're going to remember your name and not just miles through time, which I think is a really great way to build that relationship and build, um, that trust that people want to do business with you or want to know more. Um, and so that, that kind of helped your, your spam and unsubscribes, didn't it? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause again, they're putting their email in there. I'm not doing it. So if if the automation sequence automatically sends them a welcome email, um, there's the first email. They know they they know it's working. They're going to come. And then over the course of a couple of weeks, they're going to know who I am. They're going to know how the museum was founded. They're going to know all these different things that when they get my one-off email that I send out to everybody, it's not a surprise. They they know they know me already. You know, and, I, and at this point, I've got a lot of people that look forward to my... Uh, there's people that are on my email list that live on the other side of the country. They probably they may never go into the museum, but, you know, who knows what could happen still. You know, I'll take it. And, and some of those people are the ones that email me back. Great, you know, when I'm over, <laughs> over there, I'll make sure I stop by. Yeah, I think every business can, you know, add a little bit of personality Show, tell a little bit about the business. I think that just makes people more more likely and more wanting to do business. I know like I've talked about before, like the ruck people, like <laughs> we were doing a whole bunch of hiking and walking like in our neighborhood and, and stuff. And so somehow I got onto this veteran thing and ended up finding this company. Um, I think it's Go Ruck. And yeah. I signed up for their email list. Their onboarding sequence was fantastic. I still have not bought one of these, you know, ruck bags. Haven't unsubscribed though either. No, because the emails are so good. Like every single time they tell me things that they have on sale, like they always have stuff on sale. They always, you know, the mattress store, they always have something going on. Um, but they give some really good information. They use pictures. Um, it, it feels pretty cohesive. Like they're really good at being consistent about like what they're doing. So it's not like every time they're thinking up of some new concept, they like, they like stick with the same type of style and pictures and things like that, which I think helps with that brand cohesiveness and, and builds that trust and stuff. Like, I don't think I would unsubscribe. Like I really look forward to getting their, e their emails. And if I did want to buy a ruck, like they would definitely be the ones that I would do. But I think it and humanizes really, the business, right? Because they do a really cute thing where like the dog, they have like this lab, um, this brown lab that's like at the bottom of every single email. And he's got, I don't know if he's CFO or he's something from the company. And it's got like a cute little message from him and a picture of him. And it just gives it like that little something that I'm like, oh, like I like getting their emails because, you know, and I'm probably not their, their main um target market, right? It's probably like a bunch of military dudes. Um, yet they still have like that little thing that just makes it like to me, I think it's cute. And it, it makes me like them even more. Showing that little bit of personality in emails, like an email that I signed up for randomly, however many like, man, that's like two years ago. <laughs> and I guarantee that if they opened up their analytics and their email, they're still getting a ton of unsubscribes and they're probably getting a bunch of spams as well. It doesn't stop them from no. emailing. They still email. Not too much, not too little, just enough to you know, keep you top of mind. I think 
Once a month is okay. Um, I think twice a month is probably better. Um, I think it matters for like what kind of business people are in. How often do you email? I try to do it a couple times a month. A couple times a month. So we have clients that we email for. Like I have one that emails every single day. And every single day, there are unsubscribes. Every single day, there are um, uh, spam things. But the core of the people that open his emails um, that are like just these mega fans of his, like they eat it up. And so for him and the direction that he's trying to go, like that's totally worth it to get however many unsubscribes or however many um, spams because that's just who he's decided that he's going to be. And we're at like almost two years of emailing every single day. That's crazy. Yeah. But you know, that's that was a, like an intentional thing that he wanted to do. And in, I would say, 99.9% of the time, he is not saying bye anything it's stories it's you know it's kind of like the ruck thing like you want to open it because it's always something different it's always stories it's jokes it's it's really good nuggets of information um and like whatever your business is like you can't do that curse of knowledge and think that people just automatically assume they know all these things figure out what those things are that you want to share people if they've done business with you or if they've signed up because you're not scraping these emails. <laughs> like they're, they've already said, I am interested. They have stepped up and said that. So whatever it is that you're emailing out like that, they're, they're going to like it. They're gonna keep going. At least the ones that would buy from you, like the ones that are unsubscribing, like screw them. They probably would have never bought from you anyway. Or maybe they bought that one time and for whatever reason, not your, not your people anymore and that's okay. So if people unsubscribe, like it's totally good. It's totally better than not emailing your list. I don't don't say like it's your precious list and you don't want to um, just to disturb it. <laughs> you know, well, and you it's gotta like, be able to email it. Yeah, and it's like social media. Like you don't need a hundred thousand followers to have a hundred people actually care about you. I mean, you don't need a hundred thousand emails to have a hundred people actually open the email. You know, it's kind of quality over quantity, but at the same time, you're working on quantity to grow your quality. So, I mean, you. you the the closer that those two numbers are, the better. You know, if if ninety percent of them are opening your emails, that's fantastic. Probably not going to happen. Probably not. Ninety <laughs> percent. That's a lot. Twenty is probably pretty reasonable, though, right? Yes. So, you know, if only twenty percent open, call it a win and move on. Don't you know? Stew over. Oh, I'm putting all this work into it. Nobody's opening my emails. You're posting shit on Facebook and nobody's seeing it either. <laughs> uh, unless they go to your page and then they're like, oh, look, they are doing stuff. Like, wow, I like the stuff they're doing. I'll totally buy from them. See, and that validates the entire concept of it. If you think of you sending the email as your Facebook page or your Twitter handle, and then everybody that opens that email, those are all your followers. Those are all the people that are going to retweet. Those are, you know... Those are the people that want to see your shit. It's the exact same concept other than your return rate is much higher on that email aspect. Yes. I mean, you think of Twitter. All it is is somebody spitting off a bunch of shit that somebody wants to hear and then retweet. That's all it is. It's just, it's some, it starts with one voice saying something and then somebody either retweets it or they don't. That's all your email is. Look how big Twitter is. 
So if you want some free resources and tools to grow your business, we have lots of stuff over at ToriMathis.com if you want to go check that out. And if you like this episode, fantastic. We would appreciate it if you would leave us a review and we will see you on the next one. Thanks. Uh-huh. If you want to get smart tools to build your business, go to BeSmartAL.com.